Hi, I'm Eric McEwen. And I'm Levi Weinhagen. And this is Regret Labs. Hi, Eric. Hi, Levi. How are you doing? I'm, I'm fine. Welcome to my basement. Thank you. You mean studio, right? Yeah, my studio basement. Your basement studio. Uh, it's a one-bedroom uh, <laughs> bath studio, ba- But it's a basement. Right, yeah. Perfect. We should tell everyone what we're doing. Eric and I both like science, but we're dumb, so we, we could use some help. We are admittedly, uh, we're not as smart as we should be. We're not dummies, but we're not, we're not scientists. We're not scientists. We're not scientists. And we come from different backgrounds where science maybe wasn't our main focus in life, but we both have a desire to kind of strive and learn more. And the new way to become a scientist is through the medium of podcasting. Mm-hmm. But the reason we made this podcast is because we want to learn more, even if we look stupid doing it. Correct. And we assume other people want to learn these things too, and we will look stupid for them. Just the premise that everyone is totally afraid of sticking their hand up in the air and asking questions. Right. So we're going to be the ones that are possibly made fun of by showing our ignorance of certain topics. Hopefully, actually. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Make fun. Yeah. Eric, what's your relationship to science as it stands? Good question. I am a hobbyist no that's even too that's too much no even i don't even practice (laughs) science in a recreational format um i am a comedian and improviser writer and uh my background in science is i enjoy it but in high school to get to our regret part yes physics was optional and i said see you later i'm gonna take speech again Nice. And I skipped most of my biology lectures in college and just did not care about learning. And I and I regret that. I really wish I had that knowledge and that experience of getting all that information into me. So here I am trying to make amends to myself. Nice. Mm. This is good. Uh, Levi. What is it, Eric? What's your relationship with science? <laughs> and also, who are you? Who are? Oh. Answer those in either order. Well, not unlike you. I'm a theater maker and a comedy writer mm-hmm. a theater company and uh, do various comedic things around the Twin Cities. Um, I have a degree in anthropology from a from mm-hmm. a major metropolitan university, and I worked at the Science Museum of Minnesota for a couple of years. Well, it sounds like you're a scientist, Levi. But I'm not a scientist. Oh, okay. I enjoy science, but I have studied and, and applied the soft sciences. So just essentially that's just looking at people and talking to them, you know, like uh, behavioral sciences, psychology, like I like that stuff. And I have taken some of the hard science stuff, but it's sort of like you, my my regret piece is that I never really let that stuff latch on. You right. know, I was like, oh yeah, I get I get genetics, but I, I don't. Like I, <laughs> I would really like to understand. Well, I only know what they taught in Jurassic Park when it comes to DNA, and I'm certain that's wrong. Right. No, we're, we're all slowly becoming frogs uh, okay. from what I understand. So it is right. Right, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, look at Nedry. <laughs> He was like half frog already. <laughs> That's very true. Sorry, Wayne Knight. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a fan of science. I want to understand it on a deeper level. I feel like there's things I kind of get, but I couldn't explain, which means I probably don't get them. So for me, I would really like to have people who know what they're talking about explain it to me and not make me feel dumb too much, but mm-hmm. maybe just a little. Like, may, I'd like to start off feeling dumb and then by the end of a conversation feel less dumb. 
Like that would be ideal. You sound like you have a better foot on this than me. Um, um, you worked at the Science Museum. I've been to the Science so Museum. Don't try to paint yourself as the no, underdog. No, you sound... You sound <laughs> I'm saying I'm allowed to look stupider. Yeah, and then if I look stupid, you'd be like, yeah, no. what's going on? Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, no, that's no fair. Oh, all it's right. terrible. We've got to work on our statuses. Do you envision being able to at some point give a lecture on anything that we learn about, we discuss oh boy. on Regret Labs? What's success look like? Success would be able to talk competently on a subject for, we'll say, five minutes. That's not bad. Don't you think? Five minutes per topic to be able to speak intelligently about something? Well, tell me if you have this thing. All right. I will start talking about something Mm -hmm. with a a small group of people. It's a factual, scientific idea. Okay. And a few minutes in, I'll start really getting really feeling sweat happening because I will go, I'm not sure I know what I'm talking about. And I don't know if I sometimes do or don't. So like I lose all confidence in whatever the thing is that we're talking about. So how about. does the conversation go then? Then I'm just, then it's all improv skills after that. Where uh-huh. It's just pretend it's fine. Keep filling the time. Hope somebody else drives it somewhere else. Is this how you parent too? It's a lot of, yeah, well, that is what parenting is. Okay. It's just pretend you know what you're talking about nice. like for it. years and years and years. <laughs> but I would like to have a just slightly less of that feeling of like i don't know if this is true what i'm saying Mm -hmm. right now what i would like also is the confidence to not have to make that stuff up oh yeah to to at the point go oh that's that's new information to me tell me more so being able to talk more competently on a subject and also being able to be unafraid to admit i don't know something to someone i'm in a conversation with Sound good? That sounds great. How about you? Do you have any other goals or or markers on this? Well, you mentioned the parent thing. Mm -hmm. I have a child. You have a child? And yeah, (laughs) this is suddenly a soap opera turn. (laughs) You should have told me. I would hope that I take concepts from the show and they get me excited to sort of share something with her or mm-hmm. look at something with her so that kind of enrichment but hey you know what i just found out and then hopefully she could get excited about a thing too or just you know tell me to leave her alone <laughs> i'm reading right now that you know it's what she'll probably say but you're gonna show her that you're smart yeah it's all about showing her that, <laughs> that is what i want to do so that's your goal i'll show you yeah yeah <laughs> and i you know i think I haven't discussed this with you, mm. but I would love the idea of us meeting new people who know stuff we don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to, if you didn't know this already, we're going to have guests on this show to tell us about specific topics that we are ignorant in. No, ignorant in its truest sense. Right, Just, yes, less than knowledgeable in. Uh, we're idiots about. That, yeah, that, that sounds kinder and gentler. That's much softer. We're big old dummies. We are a bunch of dunces. But I love the idea of us... Having someone who we don't know and getting to talk to them about something they know a lot about. All right. So our guest today uh, is Maggie Ryan Sanford. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, I got the name right. Yes. There's three names. I'm terrible with names. So if it's three names, I'm pretty excited if I get it all correct. I say market a win. Like whatever else happens now, you've won. Mark, m- market. Market. Mark, mark it a win. Mark it. I did not understand. Not sell a win. No, I don't no, want no. You it's to... all right. That's not the part I had trouble with. Oh, okay. I had the trouble with it all sounded like one gigantic word. Mark it a win. See, I did not go, mm-hmm. No, you didn't. I no, I, I went back and made it awkward. So, that, can that be our solemn vow with one another? That in we're these never going to just agree and nod. When we're if... when we're for this for this show, we mm-hmm. have to go. Hold on, right. I'm lost. What did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good goal to have, especially when we have our guest here. Yes. So Maggie Ryan Sadford is going to be talking to us about the basics of science, of yeah. what science is, and. 
with this show, we want to show you, the audience, our progression from dummies to people who are hopefully a little more knowledgeable about science. So we're going to expound upon what we currently understand or think we understand science is. We're going to talk to Maggie. And then after that, what are we going to do? Like a week out, or two weeks, something like that? We're going to come back and discuss science and see how much we've retained. Right. So, I mean... Because that can't be right after we talk to her. No, but then we can uh, regurgitate it like parrots. Exactly. Yeah, it's in that... Who love regurgitating. <laughs> regurgitating words, right? Yeah, sure. No, They're, they're was, really just picking just up words. They don't them. have vocal cords, Levi. That's true. But they can Is make that sounds. True? I don't think they have I vocal cords. I believe that's true. No, they just have the beaks and the their throats. They can tighten their throats to different right. sizes. I saw a documentary, the Parrots of Telegraph Hill. Okay. And it talked about. I don't. I don't know. I don't oh, know good. what I'm saying. No, that's all right. That's all right. You're admitting it. That's I am the admitting first step. it. Oh, good. So we're going. What is science? What Eric? is science? So what is science what is in science? general? Is what we are going is our topic. Yeah. I believe there's a misconception on what science is and what science. is isn't and that is not necessarily coming from a place of my knowledge but uh when when you think of science i think of the studies of biology and physics and that's it right physical science yeah what did you learn in ninth grade in school the phys- <laughs> just physical physical Physi- science? biology is geology is that geology sciences? is definitely a science yeah, yeah, uh yeah. Um, there's historical science astronomy even, and uh anthropology anthropology Remember? those are the like soft sciences thing. yeah right. yes. um so there there's the different categories of science but what is science just a kind of a definition what is it and what isn't it so is it is it a bunch of facts i it's not a bunch of facts, right? It's a bunch of the best knowledge we have currently. Yeah, my my best estimation is that it's more than anything a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. It's a it's, yeah. a it's a way of evaluating a, a question. So it's not even necessarily answers. It's you wonder about something. Here's how science would approach that thing mm-hmm. by testing or some something by doing some actual concrete tests to right. see if something is or is not true. So is, there's the scientific method, and that is the practice of science, the practice of how it's done and how it's checked. Or yeah, I think it's the I application mean, of science is a, is a tool, and it's not a concrete answer. This is a thing that I always wrestle with: is like, is it? Is science a noun? Is mm-hmm. it a verb? Yeah. You, know, you can do science. You can be a scientist. Mm-hmm. You, there is science as a field. Like it seems like right. you can that get a word's book used on science. too many places. Yeah. Science books are collections of what we know about stuff. But what it's... And then the Beastie Boys would drop science. Uh-huh. See, if you can't even discuss what science is... I mean, we. I sound like a grade A dummy right now, I believe, from my perspective. Yeah, that's accurate. All right, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have a pinpointed definition, and that's a problem talking to people about science. We can't even define the word without using the word science. Yeah, no. And what? Like, we have not not said science, science in any of our sentences. Science is the scientific method for sciencing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah? Exactly. Um, so, we're, I mean, it's a general... We, we, you have a feeling of what science is. Does that... You know you just, kind of what the area is. You just brought science into the liberal arts is uh-huh. what you just did. Here's how science uh, feels. Uh. So this is a thing that I would love to find out if it's true. Yeah. I think science doesn't prove anything. I mean, it doesn't disprove anything. It can prove a thing, but it mm-hmm. can't prove something isn't true. Right, yes. That yeah. is a, that is like prove a, a negative. That is a basic understanding I have mm-hmm. of like, yes, we can show you that this is the case, but we can't tell you this is never the case. Yeah. There's enough evidence of a thing that you can say that's likely not 
true, but mm-hmm. it, from my understanding is a scientist will not say absolutely no way, not at all possible. But that could be totally wrong. There's a solid chance that I am. Science is a ever-moving collection of information about the universe. Does that sound good? I didn't say science in there. You didn't. It sounds really no. good. Yeah. Oh. What, what would a seven-year-old say if you said that? They would just, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. Well, let's ask Maggie to explain it to us like seven-year-olds. That's perfect. Okay. We should probably do, do that with every guest. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's just do talk it. to us like we are seven years old. Yeah. Should we Should we talk to Maggie? Yeah. Let's, are uh, we ready? Let's, let's give it a shot. All right. Let's talk to Maggie. Right? <laughs> oh, what a fun Gatsby party this is. <laughs> Ting. That was a sound effect. Uh-huh. No, it's good. Like Maggie's, That's like Maggie's a, ready. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. We, I didn't know we had a Foley artist. Yep. That's this a is the sound show. of someone drinking water out of a cup. Go, 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 go. You're doing it well. She's drinking. No, I'm doing the sound effect. So people know what's going you on. You would be the worst ventriloquist dummy ever. <laughs> I'm making him talk. <laughs> Hey, Eric. Yeah, hi, Let's Levi. welcome our guest into the, All right. into the show. No, all right, let's do that. Whatever. Oh, oh the, welcome me or not welcome me. That's Maggie Ryan Sanford. Hi, Maggie Ryan Sanford. Hi. hi. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do in a, a science perspective, I yes. guess. Mm-hmm. Bona fides. Oh. Contextualize yourself. Pox, How about that? Well, that's a, that's a really big question. But as I've recently learned in my work at the Science Museum Mm. as a researcher and evaluator, hint, that's one of my bona fides, is that people have many contexts. And just because you're in a science context doesn't mean that people leave their other cultural contexts at home and gender contexts and other ones. I am a science writer, which I prefer over science journalists because sometimes I write fun stuff about science that's not only journalistic, but also science journalism. That's the long version. No, I like it. I'm a science writer and a researcher and evaluator at the Science Museum of Minnesota. What is a, a I, researcher and evaluator, you ask? I wanted to say congratulations after you said that, but I oh. don't know why. No, you can. All right. Congratulations. Thanks. On being those things. Thank you. Yeah, tell us what a researcher and evaluator does at the Science Museum of Minnesota. Well. SMM.org. SMM.org. It's true. That's our email address. Nope, that's your URL address. (laughs) That's the one. We should really get that internet scientist in here. Toot sweet. Toot sweet. I'm supposed to laugh into the mic or not. We want to hear that laugh. Yeah. All right. That was a, only if it was, was a, not a laugh. <laughs> oh, this is going great. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I can tell it's going to be a bad laugh, so I'm going to laugh those away from What's the mic. What's a bad laugh? Oh, you'll know, you'll know when you hear it. All right. All right. What was the question? <laughs> All I know is we just want to get a bad laugh out of you at this point. <laughs> that's, that's fair. What, that, that what was... is a researcher and... I already forgot. Evaluator. Evaluator. Researcher and evaluator. What does your work consist of? Yes. So a museum evaluator is somebody who, by way of interviews and surveys and observations, like Gorillas in the Mist only with humans in the museum, assess and mm-hmm. evaluate, if you will, how... The people who come to the museum are using the exhibits and programs and if they're learning what we hope they're learning and how they're learning it and that kind of thing. So you watch people. I'm a professional people watcher. And it's great. 
usually. Is Sometimes. that tied in with anthropology or whatever you were, soft science? My, yeah. <laughs> yes, I no, I'm, I'm trying to tie it all together. Thank you. Yes, right, I have no. a degree in anthropology, but it's you're true. applying it. That's true. It's applied it. So that's, that's the it's research part of it. That's the evaluation part That's the evaluation part. part. Yeah, the, so research the research part of it is we get outside grants from places like the National Science Foundation and the National Institute of Health and that kind of thing for research projects using our facilities and our research slash evaluation team for instance oh i don't know if i can give you a for instance actually because everything i'm working on is still top secret yeah do you guys go to other museums and and help them with new exhibits yeah the kind of thing you're talking about that's more evaluation okay yeah so like prototyping and the kind of stuff that happens when you're developing an exhibit and then seeing if it worked and if you want to do it again that's all evaluation. Okay. The research is like we had an idea for something we would like to know about. For instance, how do girls between the ages of 12 and 16 interact with exhibits about engineering? Mm. And then we use our facilities and use our expert researchers with backgrounds in stuff like anthropology and psychology and even engineering for something like that. And they develop a protocol and an instrument. These are all technical oh terms. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, we're going to have to get into all these words. <laughs> and find out things using science. That's the rest of what we do. Well, that, I think, leads us a good perfectly mm. in to our topic. Imagine that. You did, did you do that on purpose? Maybe. So you said using science. Mm-hmm. And before you got here, Eric mm-hmm. and I were talking about how the word science seems to be used in a lot of ways. So you can do science, but then science is a, it's a noun, it's a verb, it's a descriptor of a person. You know, you're mm-hmm. a scientist. Just like the F word. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No. Are they interchangeable? Um, I think so. The F word and scientist? Oh, are those different The F word and science. Sci- no, no. I, but I, that is where I was go- going is, does science mean different things? I mean, it seems like it means different things to different people. And we're trying to get at what is the like... Kind of... What? Actual, factual, sorry for the rhyme, <laughs> <You're not laughs> science sorry. thing. I'm not, I'm glad it happened. <laughs> Me too. Science does mean different things to different people, but there should be an actual, factual definition of science. What is that definition? <laughs> Thank you for that. To me, science is the, um, let me see. I'm going to do a couple ums. You can edit those out right Oh, that's all right. Okay. We'll put in more. <laughs> um, These are extras. It's going to be the best podcast. (laughs) Foley artist. No big deal. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Context. That's my context. Oh, Maggie's so thirsty. So thirsty. Drinking out of this cup in space. space. (laughs) Wait. There aren't any echoes in space. Anyway. Oh, man. Stop opening doors. (laughs) But never closing them. Never. Because we would hear that. Right? In, not in space. No. Yeah, you're right. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In space, no one can hear you close a door. <laughs> but there are nothing no, but doors. Currently, <laughs> I feel dumber than when Maggie got here. We got to... Yes. You were going to define science. No. For yes, the, I was. For the record. I said no because I, I'm not actually happy that you feel dumber. I, I haven't feel, done I my job, dumber. if that's the case. Okay. Hmm. So, the, the, to me, science is the pursuit of knowledge by way of the scientific method, which is very specific, and the knowledge base that comes from that pursuit. Those are two nouns, but what I mean is the pursuit being one noun and the product of that pursuit being the other noun. As opposed to, though, a lot of times people say, oh, science is science is all around us, science is this, science is, you know, 
trees, science is space. And I enjoy saying things like that because (laughs) (laughs) it's fun and Uh it gets you excited about science because it could be everywhere. But really, that's nature and that's the universe and the given circumstances of existence. Science is the study of all of that. Okay. And then what we gather from that study. So science is how you would look at the things all around you, but that doesn't make them become science it's well, the then, constant pursuit constant pursuit is that fair to for say some oh, yes all right. no, the, the pursuit of knowledge using the scientific method yes and also the knowledge base that that method provides yes exactly I and think so i've got this down so far they put it much more eloquently than we were putting it earlier we just said the word science over we said over the word again. science a lot we described science with the word science that'll happen Another branch of this question, too, is what is a scientist and who does science like who? And I am of the school of thought that anyone can do science. You know, there's this concept of citizen science where the average person without a degree can participate in a survey or something like that. Mm. Like they can count the crows that land in their yard and they are participating in science. They're doing science as a citizen. I live on the crux of this question because I do science albeit a soft science, at my job at the Science Museum. Because what we do is more of a pursuit of understanding how people learn about science. It's really meta. But I'm not, I don't have a degree in science, like Dr. Science. I don't have, I have an undergraduate degree, part of which is biology. And then I don't have a master's degree and I don't have a PhD. So to some people, that would make me not a scientist. Mm. It would be possible that I could get a job as a researcher and be doing science. And then after a certain amount of time, I would have like kind of earned my stripes as a scientist. But as of now, I'm a science journalist and I'm a science communicator and I'm a museum worker and a researcher, but not a scientist. Yes. Yeah, so science education is a big part of what you do with all yes. your different ways of sharing information. Uh, well, you mentioned the scientific method. Yeah, I wanted to get back to that. I'll ask it in a dumb way. Okay. Help us. D- well, purposefully dumb? Or no, no, I'm going to just ask it, can. but I want to say it's dumb in case I'm wrong. Okay. So I'm just um, hedging my bets. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm win place in showing this That's question. Good. The scientific method, is that the, the testing of an idea? You think something will work and you're finding ways to see if that's true? Or is there oh, yes. more breakdown to it probably than that? Um, well, everything I would agree with except for... True. Yeah. <laughs> because... <laughs> or not, not not true. Well, but but you said you, you think that something is true and you're trying to see if oh, that's true. And you're and not that, supposed to come in with that preconceived. Well, it, I mean, you have to have an idea of what you think might happen. Is that but called it, a hypothesis? It is like... It is called a hypothesis. Yes. It's like a hypothesis. No, it is a hypothesis. And was that a dumb question? You nailed no, it, Eric. No, that, no it's that, a, I, I was also dumb. tentative about asking that because Dopey. what if the word's wrong? You know, it's you all, said it's, it right. Right, good hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make fun of us, Maggie? No, it's, no, I didn't think you were going all right. to. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> we're going to get way off track a lot of the time. Scientific method mm-hmm. uh, is is we are taking apart why what Levi said was wrong. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> well, and so I just I just would caution again any any person who like gets all uppity about this would say that it's you have to be careful it, thinking that something is true is different than having a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. A hypothesis is like we have a guess basically that this mm-hmm. might be the case. And I just am avoiding the word true altogether, which yeah. it seemed like you p- picked up on because when you're testing a single hypothesis, 
the the truest thing you can find is having the same results every time. So validatable by exactly. separate people using the same conditions. Exactly. Okay. And that's, you know, not my definition of truth, but I don't right. really trust truth. So that's well that's mm. so this becomes more sort of abstract, but dun, I, I dun, love dun. the difference between fact and truth. Uh-huh. Because I think truth is artistic. And I Ooh. think fact is less artistic. That's mm. not a very scientific idea, I don't no, think. Not at all. No, it's quite artistic. It seems like you're however. touching on that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, did we did we go through I mean we we said method. why Levi was wrong. Solid. About the truth. But is what uh, is there more to the scientific method aside from uh, testing a hypothesis? That's pretty much it, you know. Okay. Going doing it over and over and over, over again. Over and over again. So yeah, And have now to get that the we're talking result. about this, I'm yeah. like nervous that I'm saying it wrong myself because it seems really simple when you say it that way. Well, but does it becomes more complex doing it over? It seems like a lot of the society misunderstanding of basic science mm-hmm. is word usage, even like theory and hypothesis yeah, is yeah. just just happens to us here mm-hmm. seems to have have all kinds of challenges so i think that's why it's like well this is very simple but yet easy to misunderstand does yeah. that seem like what you're saying yeah definitely so going back to the hypothesis mm-hmm. and doing these tests and going back to truth i guess let's go back to a whole bunch of things let's just <laughs> i'm just going to restrate everything that's been said but with a hypothesis you're not necessarily looking for a specific outcome you have an idea and then the outcome that comes of it isn't necessarily what you want but still leads you to new information and expands the knowledge right well the the idea behind a hypothesis is that you want it helps you shape what it is that you're testing and that's one of those important pillars of the scientific method is that you need to define exactly what your question is and rather than just having a question you have to have the hypothesis which is like a theoretical answer to your question Mm -hmm. and then it helps you define what you know your variables will variables will be and really you you know you you only want one variable you want everything to be constant except for the thing that you're testing which is stated in your hypothesis but you don't what did you say you said uh, about... I said a lot of things. I, uh, I forgot. I, Something what do they say the, that the definition the... of intelligence is being able to hold all those things in your head, though? I want to remember what you said and hold oh, it in I, my head. If, if intelligence is memory, I'm the dumbest <laughs> man in the world. Oh, no. I don't think that's the case. About being wrong, possibly? Right. So if a hypothesis turns out to be wrong, that's still... Information. Yeah. Yeah. But it needs to be testable. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you and and there are a million ways that something could be wrong, and really only one way that it can be right. So you want to have hypothesis that when you're moving around that, like it, you don't want it to be a moving target. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You want the thing that you're testing to be basically black or white. Okay. So that you know you're not like, well, that didn't work, but we don't really know what happened. So you, you don't know? go in trying to say. I'm going to prove that blank causes blank. You go in saying, I think this. Let's see what way it falls. Right. Well, you you couldn't, for instance, probably prove that blank causes blank. You would have to test. I if... think correlation implies <laughs> causation, you guys. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I didn't want to make you feel bad, but yeah, that's the problem with that right. yeah. kind of hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think we're here to feel bad, aren't we, Leva? Uh, yeah, that's a delightful sort of <laughs> side 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 effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of trying to learn. No. Yeah. If we're wrong, you, you just slap us in the mouth. I don't know if I'm on board with that. But I've maybe. got a beard. It'll, but being it'll slide wrong right is off. okay. Yeah. That's one of the cool things okay. about science, I think. You being know? wrong is okay. So, yeah. Explain more about that. What is that? 
Yeah, I mean, it goes back to that truth idea, too, that if you if you think that you know the answer, then that's basically all you can do with that. If you think you're right, mm -hmm. then why even test the, the question? So if, you, if you're testing something, it turns out that you're wrong. Like you said, you learn from that. The okay. only way that can be useless to be wrong is if you stop working at that point. Okay. And in fact... There's kind of this thing that people say in scientific culture where when you reach an answer, the next thing you should do is ask another question or ask many other questions. You know, mm -hmm. what does that lead to? What does the answer to that question lead us to? There's no final resting place. I think I that so that really resonates with me, that idea that something that is interesting to me and seems to be a scientific thing is it's not really providing answers, but more opportunities to ask more questions. That's what you're saying, yeah. to ask more questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which then is endless, which I think can be really overwhelming. Like, mm -hmm. that's a crazy idea. Um, Eric and I were trying to conceive of the vastness of space before you uh -huh, uh -huh. got yeah. here. Um, off mic, just, you know, for our fun. Mm, yeah. um, and it's sort of just too much for my brain. Right. And I feel that sometimes that same thing about, so if you find out some little tiny scientific piece of information all that does is go, but what about this, 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 this? Like, right. There's never any like, well, that's settled. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. Is that the goal? And is that, how is that not frustrating? <laughs> oh, it is frustrating. I mean, I, I think it's frustrating, but it's exciting. I mean, the only thing that's frustrating is that you only have, you know, an average of however many years we get now a days. And to, to, to live and to, to learn, live and to and learn and things. Yeah. Is it high 70s. And I think it's in the high 70s. Is it? I was hoping it was up to 80s by now. Gosh, that seems like something I should know. It's, but by the time, you know, know, we're at that point, it'll be higher anyway. Yeah. So, they'll have a pill, know. right? They'll yeah. have one. They yes, those, will those, have a pill. All those scientists out there will right. have pills. It is. But yeah, it's very frustrating, but it's also exciting. Similarly, this reminded me, and tell me if this is a good segue or not. No. Um, this is, uh, it's going to be great. <laughs> All right. I don't know about this, Levi. <laughs> yeah, go just ahead. Gonna, I'm just drinking some water. Oh, go, 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 go. That was the segue. She just segued to a drink. Uh, you were right, Eric. This yeah. is a disaster. Mm. Another thing that uh, that I think sounds discouraging, but I, I think is the opposite, is, for instance, my idea of the way that humans work, you know, my idea of a soul, if you will, here's where I'm going with this, is that we don't have them. We don't have <laughs> souls, really, because everything that is you and is your consciousness and the definition of Levi, Eric, Maggie, is that your brain is this highly developed computer that's been going about its computer business from the time you were conceived until it became a brain, and then from the moment you were born, well, the, even before you were born, and there was input sensory input and hormonal input and all of these things creating this organ inside of you which is your brain that the output of which is you basically and that's kind of all it is that everything that happens to you is a product of the things that have happened to your brain before and that any at any given moment a decision you might make or an action that you might undertake has not predetermination in like a celestial fate. sense. Fate, yeah. yeah, exactly. But a cause and effect kind of thing mm -hmm. that all of these factors are acting upon your brain at any given moment and therefore you behave in a certain way. And that sounds really nihilistic to some people, but I think it's so cool, you know, that we have this, this concept of ourselves that's, you know, <laughs> just... Uh, synapses firing and like chemicals interacting with each other 
and that all of that can create us and the relationships that we have and the things that we do and this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything that I just said is not particularly scientific. I mean, like, that's my worldview based on mm-hmm. the fact that I believe that I like science. I wanted to talk about this, actually, speaking of believing in science. Mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson ah, has something let's talk about... about beliefs, huh? <laughs> yeah. You want to get real? Perfect. <laughs> um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson said... I don't believe in him. Has, exactly. Never seen him. <laughs> no. How do we know? How do we test him? I mean, we, I, I could... Okay. I'm not going <laughs> to go down the, the cosmos route of conversation right now. All right. Um, yet. Okay. He has a saying about, uh, say it's something along the lines of, the great thing about science is it doesn't matter if you believe in it. Have you heard that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. it exists whether or not you believe right. in it. Right. right. Okay. So it that's doesn't it. need you to believe in it to be, to exist. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, all, you know, I always thought that was really cool. And yeah, yeah, that's totally the case. But that kind of speaks to that point that we were making earlier about what science is. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not actually true. Science is a human endeavor. And so in order for it to exist, people have to participate in it. Like it's nature and the universe that exists without us believing in it. And the laws therein, which we have discovered or have yet to discover, which counts as science. I think, was he trying to get at that? It's not a dogmatic system. But you're saying, but it mm-hmm. still is a system we've created to try and understand things. Yeah. Even yeah. if it doesn't come from, well, we just need answers. And so I'm going to develop <laughs> like it. Right. It was, there's a lot more practicality to it than some other systems that have a dogmatic base. Right. Exactly. And and I think uh, this is a really kind of touchy subject when it comes to science, because science is a human pursuit, which means that there's fallibility there because humans are fallible which is kind of religious when you think about it. It's kind of original, sinny. <laughs> and so scientists try really hard to make science kind of absent of human mistakes. I was going to say fallibility again because that's what I meant, but I already said it a bunch of times. Well, they try to remove the possibility of human error. That's right? the one, that human the error. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think there's sort of a movement to embrace the human element more because you know it's there and no matter how hard you try people are going to have feelings and overlook things based on their feelings or based on like I said that input and output of what their brain is going through that day you know that kind of thing or your the way that you were raised and your worldview can affect the way that you conduct science mm. like well the um, kind of questions you would ask exactly yeah, yeah. your context like oh, we were talking perfect. about perfect well I have a, I have Full a question circle. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Me, me. Um, yes, leave it. Oh, I got called on. I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> so many people inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> it it seems like scientists and the scientific approach to sort of getting at questions is always open to the possibility that it it's wrong. Even like a hundred years later, someone could come in and say, actually, mm-hmm. and then. It might take some time, depending on how sort of ingrained that idea is. Mm-hmm. But I think scientists overall pride themselves on their willingness to go, guys, that's not a planet anymore, you know, mm-hmm. like Pluto or whatever the yeah. thing is. But I think that also can be confusing. You're like, well, you guys are always saying you could be wrong. So why should we believe mm-hmm. that you're not? And my understanding is that part of the power of sort of a scientific approach is that fact that you're saying, I'm yeah. testing this over and over again, and I'm willing to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Right. Like, that is powerful, but I think people forget that, but I wasn't peace or right. something. I don't know. Is that... Right, right. 
scientists pride themselves on being willing to be proven wrong, but nobody really wants that either. <laughs> you know, and that so, brings the human element kind yeah, of back into exactly. it. So every, everyone would like to take down Einstein, right? Like, yeah. find that, like, hate that jerk. Right. Yeah. But to Trump, like his, you know, his masterpiece, mm -hmm. pretty much. And to, to say, all right, that was great, but guess what is actually true? Here are some new numbers. Right. And that that's cool, though, because that like lights a fire under future generations to keep that it moves forward. It's a it mm -hmm. is the perpetual motion machine. Science right. is the perpetual motion machine because it always is trying to top itself. And I, I guess maybe that's true of other dogmas, but so relativity or of dogmas, whether or not science is a dogma. Relativity is the best. Is it a model? The best best we have theory, now, best theory we have yeah. now. But it could be something even better could replace that further on. Is right. It, I would say is it better. Yeah, that's what I was gonna address is okay. more accurate. Accurate, yeah. Okay. More mathematically accurate. But it's not it's that's not even true. Mm -hmm. I take that back because the numbers, the cool thing about physics and math is that the numbers that Einstein was working with are there. Like okay. he did his math right. You know, right. like people have They're definitely numbers. checked yeah. that. Yeah. And so the real so he didn't carry it too like all this time <laughs> also, later what an einstein it's cubed you guys cubed <laughs> totally you're changed. way off <laughs> the universe has three dimensions so just because relativity came into play doesn't mean newtonian physics was thrown off there were there were parts that were made better but that doesn't mean that is incorrect well, yeah and this is actually the one of the things that's baffling about physics to me I, I hope to other people as well. I think to other people as well. But that everybody's working, like you said, with the same numbers. Mm -hmm. But there are so many factors, like, you know, in every sense of the word, in the mathematical sense of the word and not mathematical sense of the word, mm -hmm. unmathematical. Well, yeah, that's good. Um, thank you. That come into play when you're talking about, you know, when you're actually trying to make equations for physical phenomena that we can't actually see mm -hmm. that like exists somewhere beyond observation that there are so many ways that that can go wrong even if you're even if you're following the mathematical equations that you know and love you know you it gets so far out those computations get so lengthy that they can like ag agree and disagree at the same time like different factions of people mm -hmm. can be working on the same problem and take it in different directions so that's like that's way far out math that I don't do, you know. It's like yeah. goodwill hunting math. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> that's really the the frame of reference that I'm using. <laughs> is you remember what math is like in school, mm -hmm. and you know, like doing a story problem, you go, well, if we want to find the volume of this fraction of this cylinder, we could go about it in these ways. There really is a right way to do a, a best way to do it mm -hmm. because there's a fastest way that you get the most accurate answer you know physics isn't finding the volume of a fraction of a cylinder it's way more complicated than that it's like infinite cylinders and inside of infinite cylinders you know and that's that's hard math there's a lot of mistakes that people yeah. can make and a lot of ways that people can go about doing the story problem does that make sense yeah i think so yeah Goodbye. absolutely i mean i don't understand a lot of physics but that was yeah. not what you were you were just explaining why it's hard to understand Yep. So I get that it's hard to understand. And yeah, why can two, we all agree? Two, uh, two sets of experts working on the same thing can be different. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that kind of complexity. Right. 
I'm glad we're not doing a math podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, that's there are definitely ways to be right and wrong about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, some of that that I was trying to express before the the metaphor of the story problem was probably not the best. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, Home runs. <laughs> Home runs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the did you just do a crowd sound too? Yeah, you did. No. Oh, I just said it. Do you want uh, him to? We could ask him. Yeah, to do can one. we do a crowd sound really quick? Everybody. Wait, mine sounded more like a smoke <laughs> monster of some kind happening. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, from Lost? No, I didn't. I when I said it, I knew it was going to be. <laughs> Not every smoke monster is from Lost, Eric. What yeah. other smoke monsters are there? Um, there's the mist that turns people inside out. It's true. Science. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. um, what about the mist in Stephen King's The Mist? Is that real? Is that? Um, when those monsters no. came out of that scientific laboratory, <laughs> right, started hiding in the mist. Go on. And then he only had enough bullets for his family, but not himself. What does that have to do with science? Very little. Okay, good. I got so I have a. This is a fun thing mm-hmm. that I've just decided I'm gonna will be a part of this. Oh, uh, okay. About um, there's a new podcast feature. This is a Ooh. segment. Uh, All right, here's, the, here's that theme song. For, Perfect. That was great. That was such a that that theme song perfectly encapsulated this segment what? in a way that's unimaginably inventive. Uh, I only really want there to be no say, no clever. music. I want the theme song to be Maggie describing how good the theme song. Is. Oh, I just feel young again after hearing that oh, theme song. That's good because we all we're we're really old in this room. True, we're really collectively. Old. Yeah. What I was trying to get mm-hmm. at. What is this I new segment? Should not have Levi. trumpeted so much. <laughs> right. I acknowledge. <laughs> Again, asking. Go, oh, go. No. Trombone. Um, Maggie, <laughs> is there a, is there like a basic? It could be like a fact or like a basic scientific concept that you think is really exciting, or that you think if everyone would just know this, mm. it, they would be served by that kind of thing. And you I know that's sort of, that's of half hacky and half right. vague, but do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's a thing, and it doesn't have to be like I just read this. Like, it could literally mm-hmm. be like everyone learns in fourth grade, but no one seems to remember that. I'm kind of all about those things, actually, because they're more often than any other discipline. Mm-hmm. Very intelligent, educated people will spout off some nonsense about science that's just not true. Okay. And you just don't hear them doing that about anything else. You know, I, right. well, Kierkegaard was very... Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> nobody says, yeah, people people know their philosophers and their politics and their literature and their movies and their... their or they shut up when they don't know them. Yeah, I think or they kind of do the thing I was telling you about earlier when you were talking about that book I hadn't read. Like, I'll just... Pretend I know what it's about. I'll nod. Mm-hmm. I refuse to read it. Eat, pray, love. Um, no, just kidding. Uh, she goes to India. I've heard. I don't know if that's eating, praying, or loving. <laughs> I don't know which thing happens in India. Oh, all of you them. Should I read it. No, I shouldn't. You should watch it. Pass. <laughs> I watch Pretty also Woman pass. again. Oh. <laughs> um, that movie has some great science in it. Pretty, Pretty Woman. woman. Mm. This is how it, what it's like to be a prostitute. Total factual. Yep. A millionaire will save you. Yeah. There's some formulas that really prove that. Yeah, know. a theorem. Yeah, yeah. mostly the, the millionaire will save you. That's just a good lesson for all girls. Oh, yeah. My STEM. daughter already. That's what STEM, STEM is? That's a STEM lesson, yep. yep. Science, technology, engineering, and millionaire will save you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what STEM stands yeah. for. It's weird. They're pushing in so hard. You'd think it would be obvious. Are you done vamping? <laughs> 
No, we can. If, if, if you need to think about this, we can. B-roll here. <laughs> we can think of a uh, segment name because we don't have a hey, name Eric, for it. Hey, I Levi. would like this show to be renamed Audio B-roll. Audio B-roll. <laughs> really lowers the bar. Yeah. That's going to look weird when we have those pictures of our scientist coats. Lab coats, I suppose you call them. Scientist coats. <laughs> you guys got any of them scientist coats? You I know actually, the kind they have in scientist rooms? <laughs> I actually did get some of those at Axeman the other day. Some lab that, coats? Yeah. Well, no, science coats. Oh, like, so- I went and was like, I just seen anything that looks science y. So, what is that thing that Levi asked? Um, Levi asked. Just for stick uh, my ass. You don't even have to answer it. Yeah, let's see if we can do that. Science. Well, or... the, the fact that you think everyone should know that it will change their lives forever. Yeah, like is that how you phrase it? Phrasing. <laughs> how will uh, you save the world, Maggie? Right, exactly. I have. I obviously haven't thought about that before until now, and I have an answer. I actually, I kind of love the mundane science because, oh, that's what I was saying, because educated people will fake it when it comes to mm-hmm. really basic science. And my question is, you know, why do we not know these things? And part of the answer is because science has so much to do with vocabulary and terminology. And that's one of the things that makes you an expert. And so when you're talking, when you're actually talking about the specific science, you need to know that terminology. And so the average person can't just kind of read up on whatever without knowing a lot of that terminology. But that's true anytime you get into a certain expertise. And so my example, I think of, it's not particularly, it's not like a theory or anything exciting. And I might want to come back to you on that because I'm sure there's something more exciting, but I really like to explain how tides work. Okay. Do you know how tides work? Do you mean Can we like experiment the, the sea, the ocean? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you guys think? How do you think? I'm going to just straight up test you. No, know, I you. love this. This is terrifying. The moon... <laughs> Uh, does it, let's see, does it push the water? Mm, does it? I thought it had something to do with the rotation of the earth and gravity's pull, some kind of dynamic there. But I don't know. I don't have a good understanding of the tides. You're right. Well, Who's right? You're wrong. That I don't have a good understanding? <laughs> Thanks. Correct. I got it right by admitting I don't uh, know. Be, that's, that's absolutely right, though. Getting it right by admitting that you don't know, I think, is like that could be the tagline for Just admit to science. say I don't know more. Yeah, just, just I, that should be the the approach that people take when it Why comes to science. Why would it be pushing? That doesn't science. make any sense. What? Why would the moon be pushing water? You're having regrets now. I am. Are you, regret? You have, did you know the title is, of this podcast? Regret no. Labs. Regret, regret Labs. Okay. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Because we regret not knowing about science. Yeah. Aww. We didn't take our labs. So Why we're filled did... with regret. Are you going to tell us about yeah, the tides? Yeah, tell us about the tides. Yeah, so... Um, Do you even know? Right. <laughs> Why did I bring this now, up? Let, uh, uh, let me preface this by saying, I've read about this, and I have mm-hmm. forgotten about this. Yeah, absolutely. And, this, and, and, and not like in school. This is like four years ago. So I've already forgotten what I read. You forgot something that you read four years ago. What's wrong with you? I am. I told you about the dumbness in the remembering. No, no, no. Stop uh, leaning on the dumbness. Eric. Everybody You're is very stupid. hard on themselves. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I, I still think that memory has only a small something to do with intelligence. I think intelligence has more to do with the imagination. Oh. Anyway, oh. like a preschool teacher. <laughs> I, know. I am. I have been. So the tides. And I quit because they made fun of my clothes. That is a true story. What? what? No, it's Did not. Do you look too normal? Wait. <laughs> Preschool teachers are supposed to look like weirdos. That's Did you not say why that's a true story and then you just said that's the, not? The part that's a true story is that they made fun of my clothes. Okay. I did. That's not why I quit. Okay. The, the things that you got right were gravity is involved. 
had you said pulling rather than pushing, mm-hmm, I would say mm-hmm. yeah, that was correct. But you corrected yourself on that. Um, the thing that that's crazy. So, you know, the earth is turning that gives it what? its own. I know <laughs> um, it gives it that gives it its own gravitational pull towards the center. Mm. So the centrifugal force basically kind of thing and the moon is within the gravitational pull of the earth and it's turning and then we're going around the sun you you guys knew that much right yes yeah okay yeah um so we have the we know we understand that the earth turns and that it goes around the sun yeah and the moon goes around the earth yes okay and so as the moon moves around the earth and the earth turns it has this kind of complex gravitational relationship which isn't just a lot of people think that the moon pulls the water towards it when it's on one side of the earth and that's why like the tide goes out mm-hmm. but then you have to think about what's happening on the other side of the earth the yeah. tide's coming up and and at the same time there's a terrestrial tide which means that the moon actually affects the earth itself like the earth part of the earth mm-hmm. too and the dirt the yeah, dirt and rocks exactly yeah. and so the way that that ebb and flow um relates to each other is depending on if if you're standing on one part of the earth the pull of okay now this is this is where it gets kind of hard the pull of the moon on the water is shit i had it a minute ago this is really hard. It's hard to oh, explain. Yeah, yeah, and no. I, like, a I've lot gone of good over hand it. stuff happening. Yeah, exactly. That's not yeah. helpful. And I will say, I will say here, you can insert it wherever. People really do better with pictures when it comes to learning science. Is that a pictures, science fact? Yes, pictures? pictures and stories. And so, so this are we podcast doing is a terrible right, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if I could, I'm actually working on a narrative version of what I'm trying to describe to you right now, and it works kind of better than what I'm doing now because it sounds really boring what I'm doing now. So I'm not bored. I'm interested. <laughs> so basically, when the the moon, wherever the moon is, the Earth is pulling towards it, in f- the Earth part of the Earth is pulling right. towards it, and the water part is pulling towards it. But the way that the gravity pulls the water, it's kind of pulling the water around the sides of the Earth as well, and so it there is kind of like a reciprocal push, if you will, because of because it's reacting to the initial pull. Well, that doesn't sound right. You can just say no, it's fine. No. no. That's not true. Because it's not it's it's not it's not really reacting. I've lost my train of thought now and this is going really badly. Oh, that's all right. Oh. I think you just proved that we're both wrong, so that's No, yeah. that's not the point though. <laughs> <sighs> can I try again sometime? Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. it sounds like it's it's it is the relationship to the moon and the earth that it is is. causes the tidal shifts. Yes, that's what you're talking and about. so and so like that's the important you know that's the the tidbit that when people you know, hopefully that's so immersed in our culture that you can make a joke about like oh you know the <laughs> I don't know why you would make this joke but oh, you right. know uh, the moon and the tides are on the earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I'm killer what? joke. <laughs> Thanks for having her at this party, everyone. <laughs> Hey, everyone, go get get your friends. Maggie's going to tell her Tide joke again. <laughs> and it's going to be really sweaty and red-faced. And I'm, this time I got it, you guys. <laughs> got it. I know how to tell this joke. So there's you a rabbi. You know the old one about the earth? <laughs> um, there's a rabbi? The point, did you say there's a rabbi? I did. He lives in the center of the moon. Uh, oh, is that true? Science? Fact. Okay. Science oh. fact. Great. Wow. Great. It's not true. It's a truth. 
Um, I, I was hoping maybe I could take another stab at um, something simpler. That, that's really yeah. great. That's yeah, oh, is that sure. okay? Yeah, um, but you don't have can, to. Can you ask me the question again? Like, um, I have a question, Maggie. Mm-hmm. What is something that uh, some scientific thing or idea or concept that you are either really excited about or that you think if everyone knew this or had a better understanding of this, it would uh, it would be of use to them or be exciting for them? Is there like a thing? Yeah, I mean, there there are so many things and it boggles the mind. This may or may not have been the first time that you asked me this question in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You suck. <laughs> You're making editing so hard. I know. I'm really sorry. No, um, there are so many things, and that sounds really trite, but it's true. Like you could, as a science writer, I'm an expert in no things, and so I get excited about a lot of a lot of aspects of science. This might sound like a shameless plug, but I'm working on a book about dolphins, and. The reason for that is because I think that they are a really good example of something that's crazy about science that kind of involves a lot of other aspects of science that are crazy. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have to interject. Is it to me? I for the longest time associated dolphins with girls in a sorority in college. Like there's always uh-huh. girls who have a tattoo of a dolphin on their ankle. Yes. And you're so the opposite of that girl Aww, to me mo- in most ways. And yet you're obsessed with dolphins. <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say obsessed. I would say like curious. I'm kind of obsessed, but mm-hmm. I'm not obsessed in that way. One of the inspirations. You don't want to be a marine biologist. The book is simply like, these are the facts about dolphins. Yeah. And here's where it separates from the mythology of dolphins that I think is kind of related to the sorority girls. Mm. People get obsessed with dolphins because they think that they're like these magical, mystical, new age right. icons. They can help with uh, a natural birth. They they cannot. What? I know. Uh. I know. They People involve them in their natural birth. Which dolphins love. They do not. What? <laughs> or rather, we don't know if they do or uh-huh. not. And it, just because they like hang around while they happen doesn't while births happen doesn't necessarily mean that they love it. And it's actually pretty detrimental to assume that they do. I think here's the thing. Here's the little snippet that boggles my mind personally. Yeah. And I do, I just want to say that there are other things that I care about, but this was the reason kind of that I got interested in dolphins originally. Yeah. That I'm writing the book. Dolphins use sonar. And that's not actually the thing. I'm leading up to the thing. So the, the thing is, the let me, of the let me work backwards. I'm going to be a <laughs> showman. Dolphins can essentially see fetuses inside of pregnant women's bellies. Hot. Are you? Are you? Are, is your mouth falling open in yes, amazement? Yes, it is. Like genuinely? Or Yo, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. He, Eric's not mocking you right now. <laughs> I can tell prestige. you for sure. He has a very <laughs> mocking just... seeming face, but that is not what's happening. For the benefit of the listeners, can I see the mocking amazement face? He's not a great mocker. Oh, you're so authentic and genuine. <laughs> if if I'm genuinely tickled by something, I'll show it. Otherwise, it's just a blank slate. Okay, good. Actually, of, that's of true. No reaction. I do know that about you. Yeah. All right. Um. So that is the prestige, exactly. Uh. The caveat then is that they're not actually seeing the fetus. It's not actually like they have X-ray vision, but they use sonar like. And it works in the same way that an ultrasound works. So, you know, just like those weird pictures that people get of their babies you that look like they're made out of putty. Pictures. Beautiful. We don't know for sure, but probably dolphin sonar 
the way that they quote unquote see the whatever they're looking at with sonar probably looks more like the newer ultrasounds rather than like the older black and white ones Mm -hmm. in the sense that they're very detailed. They can be very detailed, but it's not actually a visual sense. It's like a combination of a tactile and a auditory sense. So it's like they're feeling, they don't actually hear the vibration come back to them. Like bats do some bats do some bats can hear really well, but it's more like you're feeling the vibration coming back to them for dolphins and other echolocating cetaceans they sense the vibration in their lower jaw and then they just kind of like feel what it's telling them so to me that is is mind-boggling it's basically like having this other sense that's not sight and not sound and not touch and not taste and not smell it's this other one that's kind of like a feely one and yet it's how they find food and somewhat how they find each other and they actually can communicate via sonar they don't just use squeaks and whistles they like will vibrate each other like female dolphins will buzz their children to get them to do certain things like we're not really sure what those buzzes mean but they're basically kind of like a combination of a a scolding which is really anthropomorphic and I'm I'm just daring to say it but you know kind of a, a cross between like uh, a physical punishment or encouragement or whatever the thing is and a a vocal one and so then that means that you have this animal that is going through life experiencing everything with this totally other sense and they have this huge brain that is comparable in size to ours in different ways and not in other ways what that means for the way that its cognition happens should be mind-blowing and it's it's that's what I'm hoping to convey as in part of like this. This is going to take me a whole book to convey, basically, is they're they're going about their lives in this totally different way that we really want to compare to our own experience of life. But we just can't and we shouldn't because it's this other evolutionary branch that's been, you know, for 95 million years, we've been separated from our common ancestor with dolphins. And so they have evolved in a comparable way that we have only way, way over there. So I'm, I guess I would say I'm really big into evolution. I'm really big into the way the brain works. And that's a, uh, an example that combines those things. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Eric, you have a question for Maggie. Uh, yeah, I think just to kind of wrap things up, I wanted to know, I, we, we, we spent some time to talk about what science is. Mm -hmm. What are some things that science isn't that mm. if if that makes sense yeah like what does. people believe science is but what science is not mm-hmm. and maybe some misconceptions oh okay so misconception i mean there's tons of things that science is not mm-hmm. like oh science. yeah, yeah. <laughs> science is not cruel right science <laughs> wait that's love. it is science is, the... science is not patient <laughs> I Wait. want to do First Corinthians, but yes. with science instead yes. of love. Science is not patient. Science is not kind. <laughs> Except we're adding not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Um, do you want to play like, is this science or is this not oh, science? Like, oh, throw game. some things at me. Boop, boop, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Or I, I can also contribute. Like, where do you begin? I, the, the first place I would begin is science is not. Science is not nature. A belief system. Or, or not a belief system. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of maybe controversial. Right. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a methodology which is different than simply faith. Yeah, yeah. Science is not something you just accept. Mm-hmm. It's something you question. Yeah, 
absolutely. Well, and it is the questioning, I say. Mm-hmm. I okay. would say. Is science proscriptive? Does it science make rules? Good science shouldn't. Because the rulemaking, you know, like the actual scientific definition of a theory is kind of like the rule. Like we've figured out that this, we've done this enough times that this is the rule mm-hmm. as opposed to the exception to the rule because you don't want an exception to the rule. But science shouldn't make the rules because science is simply categorizing the observations of what's actually going on. So the rule or the fact maybe is established. Mm. It just is. And science seeks to define it. Well, I this one, I, I think a lot of people think science is boring. Mm, science is not boring. <laughs> I know that one for sure. <laughs> um, science can be dry. I think I think a danger of science is that there's sort of like a, a status thing that happens where if you choose to believe that science is not boring, if you choose to engage in the expertise and the vocabulary learning, then you get to kind of feel good about yourself and mm. because you're part of that elite that um, understands science. And I don't find science boring because I understand it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you think a lot of the I'm, this is boring is more fear of feeling or looking dumb. Do you think that's a factor of that? Science is boring no. to me because I don't feel like I get it. I, I think that could be. I think it's if you're alienated, then you're going to kind of shut off. But I think that's more of an excuse to say mm. I'm bored because I don't get it, um, which I think I just said and then disputed myself. No, I like that's it. A- my, my mom has she says only boring people get bored. Yeah. That's what she would always say to me. Exactly. Which yeah. just meant get off the couch. But that- <laughs> right. And I agree with your mom. Um, in even that though, area. Uh-huh. It, I haven't talked to your mom as much as Eric has, so I don't know. But she thinks science is magic. <laughs> is uh, science magic? I had this I had this exact conversation with a friend of mine very recently. Like that's probably the the one thing that we're pretty sure is not science is magic. Really? Although, what do you mean by magic? Good follow-up question. <laughs> really? <laughs> Wait, but I wanna before can you ask me that again in a minute? Because I wanted to oh, the yeah. other half of Talk the boredom question. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say a couple more you things about Levi's mom. <laughs> yeah, I want to get back to boredom if we could for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um I think people genuinely get bored with science and I I feel like it's oh, I feel like validating that. Oh, like yeah. it is easy to tune out when it comes to science and I think that comes from not not understanding but also it's so vague. Mm. It's so oh. <laughs> fair. Case in point. It you know science science a lot of science I shouldn't say all science but a lot of science like the stuff that doesn't get passed around on social media. The non-upworthy science. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, people don't think it speaks to their everyday lives. Mm. And so that's one of the challenges of science communicating is to to draw a connection with even the the most far out, you know, physics in outer space that doesn't touch your life ever, mm-hmm. according to you, outside of our solar system. You know, how do you connect whatever the concept is, to a person's daily life. And sometimes the connection is easy, but sometimes you have to make a metaphor or turn it into a story or find the narrative, you know, that people like to see pictures and they like stories. I think I said that earlier. Even if you can find a way to explain a concept in a narrative way that sounds like something I can relate to, even though it might be a metaphor, even though I don't actually care about the way that, you know, amino acids are exchanged throughout the human body. 
if you can if you can make it sound like something that relates to me, like uh, the hero's journey or any of those archetypal stories that people know, then they're more likely to relate to it. And I think that's legitimate. I think that's it's natural for people to tune in when they recognize something and tune out when they don't. Mm-hmm. And not just in the understanding way, in the this is a story that I know kind of way. I guess it all does boil down to knowledge and understanding. But you need yeah. footholds into interest. Footholds and interest and something juicy. I mean, it's just, you know, the human brain is wired to care about something that might hurt them or make them feel sexy or give them pleasure. You know, that's natural. So if you can find any of those sexy footholds in science, <laughs> then you, you're on the right track. But I, I don't think it's fair to say, like, it's your fault for being bored by science. Yeah. That's my point. But then, you should try again if you're bored. Right. Like, absolutely. And I especially want to say that to all the young ladies out there. I Science uh, is boring. <laughs> is <that> what, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I finished your sentence for you. Science, technology, engineering, and millionaires. It's just want to make sure that's... But I, it's natural. People are maybe naturally inclined to get science or latch on to science or whatever. And you can fight through that. Mm. Even if you're even if you're naturally more inclined to enjoy magic, for instance. Uh-huh. So science is magic. So is what it depends on what you mean by magic. Okay. If you things mean, that cannot be seemingly cannot be explained. Well, that's right. Well, magic yes. is when we use the magic uh, method to mm-hmm. prove what we want to be true. Oh, that's right. True. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The magician's so, method. I'm, I apologize. Right. The magician's right, right. method. Right. The Ma- magical method, magical I think, method. makes sense. The magic coat. Magitific a magic method. Magitific. A magician's coat. Mm-hmm. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by definition, that's the opposite of science. Okay. Yeah, because you're saying that which cannot be explained, and science is that explaining that which can be explained, which is right. Just, everything, ultimately. Just because something hasn't been explained doesn't mean it's unexplainable. Right. We but can. I will say I read oh, I have a, I think I have it in my library an excellent book that um in, involving Teller of Penn and Teller mm-hmm. about the they studied the brain and the science uh, what's happening to the brain when magic is happening like there are great mm-hmm. ways of understanding how people are deceived and let themselves be deceived. Mm-hmm. But that was using science to understand what's happening mm-hmm. in a magical context. Yeah. It's a really good book. You should check it out. You're really into magic. I can tell. (laughs) I do love magic. We should really start that magic podcast instead of this. I like to keep it to myself. Magic really lends itself to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Notice that. Close up magic. Oh, man. Levi's juggling again. (laughs) Yes. It's not really magic. so good at that. Where'd the balls go? (laughs) Wow. I dropped them on the ground. Gulp, gulp. Physical Uh, comedy, magic, juggling. All this podcast and, and, gold. Uh, and uh, diagrams of science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right. I really gestures. want to thank you, Maggie, for coming and talking to us. My pleasure. And being patient with us. Thank you for being patient with me. I hope that I've been in a living example of why science is hard and yeah. wonderful. You have been. <laughs> and you continue to be. I'm trying to say I'm wonderful. You you write for a bunch of publications. Yes. So do you have a central clearinghouse where we can go see your science writings on? Do the you internet? have a publisher's clearinghouse that you, we can? Where's my giant check? Yes. <laughs> you have to find it. I wish I could tell you. You have to find it through magic. Oh, all right. Scientific. I know method. a lot about that. Mm. Um, where can we find your things? The best way probably is maggieryansanford.com. 
because I'm doing all these different things and I'll post about them there frequently. And you're on the Twitter. I'm on the Twitter at Mandford, M-A-N-D-F-O-R-D. Sanford, but with an M. Yep. And with M from Maggie. Mashup. Good old mashup. Mm -hmm. So at mashup. At mashup.com. No, we're lying now. I said I wasn't going to lie. I have a problem with lying. I know. You lied from the start. Where does it begin and end? Uh, Magic. (laughs) Thanks, Maggie. Where'd she go? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Eric. Hey, Levi. It's me, Levi. (laughs) So it's been... More than a week. It's been more than a week. It's been at least a week. But we talked to Maggie Ryan Sanford. Talked to her about science and what science is and what science isn't. And thinking back on it, I feel, I don't know, if scientists were listening to our conversation, yeah, I feel they might be critical of us, but I don't know. Because I've, I've, we were asking some very basic questions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of the intent. Right. We were being overtly dumb. Right. But we also pretending to be dumb. No, no. We were being honestly inquisitive and ignorant. Yes, that's yeah. accurate. I, I, I think we're saying ignorant quite a bit. I don't know. I like the idea that we're worrying about using ignorant too often. Right. So, yeah, we got into basic stuff. Yeah, I don't think any legit scientists would listen and go, oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> they might go, this is very troubling Yeah. to me. These are adult man who should know this stuff. Right, but this is what we're trying to fix, and this is what we're trying to reintroduce people, or or we're we're trying to be an entryway for people like us. Yeah. Um, Well, I was trying to think of, like, my takeaways Mm -hmm. from the stuff Maggie talked about. Well, first takeaway is dolphins can see fetuses. Yes, right. But not see them. Right, feel them. them, Right. But not feel them. Echolocate them. They're six-sensing them. Dolphins see dead people. Yeah. Yeah, dolphins can sense a fetus. Right. That was amazing. Right, but that uh, was not what our, our main... No, although that to me, it's, I'm glad you highlighted that, because hmm. one of the things I do like about ish areas of science is often if you're trying to learn something, you stumble upon some other really interesting, weird thing. And I don't know if that happens in other fields of study quite the same way it does. To understand a science concept, people always use some other example where you secretly learn some other thing. Right. You know, scientists need to cliff clave in it a little bit. What I remember is that we managed to somehow fluster Maggie because we got her talking about the moon and mm-hmm. the tides. And then she was like, I, "What? You, you guys just like we were asking questions, but we were also kind of still making jokes. And then she's like, yeah, which is I enjoy doing that. Me too. But I think that maybe is what gets in the way of our learning sometimes. Is our making jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, but it's how I listen. It's how I communicate. It's true. No, yeah. it is. It's it's not necessarily a legit conversation, but a uh, just opportunities to make light of everything. Yeah, but it's a it is you're right a way of co- connecting. Mm-hmm. Like it's a connection point. So hopefully that makes things a little palatable and enjoyable <laughs> and consumable. But I do so I do remember we talked about the scientific method. So science. There's kind of two, uh, were there three definitions? I remember two. So two definitions of science. One is the process of gaining information through the scientific method. Correct. Which is what we were kind of saying before, but not well. No, we didn't. But still using the word science and explaining science. Right, right. So scientific method. And then the second definition is the wealth of knowledge gained or the, uh, the... 
not facts, but information. Get yeah, a body of data. Yes. That you have from that first definition. Right. Yeah. So, so science is science is information, and science is also the process. Yeah, I think I actually have a clearer understanding of that. Yeah. That those two main things. Least, I think there was the third thing was me muddying the waters with the like. Well, is it also a magic? Uh, yeah. Well, right. We know it's not magic. Oh, right. That right. was clear. I feel oh. like clearly established, but it is real. It is. Do you know that they might be giant song? Science is real. Yes. It's it's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, good. I'm glad we can. Uh, this, we that. can get into this on our "They Might Be Giants" podcast. Uh, I, there has to be a number of those. Just about "They Might Be Giants." Yeah. Oh boy, I I'm hope sure. not. You know, you know. I, I mean, like that. Is. I mean, there's a lot of niche podcasts, but yeah, to go week after week on "They Might Be Giants" might be a little just song by song. Yeah, through but the just, catalog. Do you think there's like one podcast that's just the one John and one that's the other John? I hope so. That could be a thing. Yeah. Did you, do you, have you come away from our conversation with Maggie with more questions like, oh, I wish I had asked her this? Not specific questions, but I feel we could have asked more informed questions. Yeah, some kind of do some research to get ready. Right. But that, ask. that runs counter to what we're yeah. trying to do here. We're not trying to cram to show we're smarties. We're trying to let the world see where we're currently at. Yeah. And then seeing how far we can advance. Yeah, we should know what we should do. We should take some We should sort get of, some star stickers and figure we should out get some star how much stickers. we learn. Well we're all star stuff. Right, yeah. But no we should <laughs> we should take some sort of test mm-hmm. now. Okay. And then like in a year Take the same test, some kind of general science and test. See, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Someone okay, maybe no, someone could suggest let's, it, and then a year see if we have any, I don't know, deeper understanding of anything. You and I will find what grade some level sort of uh, which field of science quiz are we? Oh, that's and a good then, idea, right? Yeah, I'm going to be biology. No, we'll find a we'll find a general science. There's got to be a general science quiz probably online. Probably uh, a we'll put it up with the episode, and anyone else listening can take it along and see where they're at yeah. compared to where we are. And then let's say a year, 12 episodes later, we'll take it again and yeah. see how far we've come. And I'll like totally post my score. I'll oh, yeah. No, me. it will be low. Yeah. I've, I, I have been, <laughs> be, I've become increasingly less informed since high school. Nice. Not, not since college, since high school. I think so knowledge has been going... college was part of the dumbing down period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's only so many times you can learn about Greek theater in different courses. That's true. Antigone. Okay, I got it. Well, look, I want to know... This is way off topic. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've retained your knowledge about Greek theater? Or is that also slipping away? I can name plays. <laughs> I know the vomitorium is not the place where you go to vomit, but that's the entrance to the stage. Right, you got right. the Greek chorus. You got the... Uh, the what they call the vom. That's the, the oh, yeah, just the vom. Yeah. The vom. Uh, it's, it's not the sirens. What's the, uh, what the backing... Is it just the chorus? Yeah, the group of people who... Who are like yelling. Move the plot along right. a little bit. Yeah. I guess so. I mostly learned about that in that one Woody Allen movie. Is the Greek. Uh, bananas? No. There's another huh. one with the Greek chorus and the Mighty Aphrodite or Annie something. Hall? I can't remember. Is it Annie Hall? Oh. Now, let's not name Woody Allen movies. Uh. That's again, that is another <laughs> podcast. Go to our podcast where we just name Woody Allen movies. So is there any other science that, or any other information you feel? I mean, because we, we named two things. We named the two definitions of science. Yeah, so yeah, what, yeah. yeah. We know what else did we retain? Well, the one of the things that I think maybe I had a vague familiarity with that Maggie clarified a little bit was there are other ways of 
getting information. And so you, there is a choice to focus on things from a scientific point of view, mm -hmm. but that is more recreatable, more predictable. It is more fact-based than most ways of viewing the world, mm -hmm. which I like to think of as true, but I like, so I need reassurance from, okay. from people who have done some of their homework on that, right. that idea. Um, did we get into authority or is that not yeah, something? We, yeah, we did talk about, you know, who decides, like right. why are... There's someone making the rules right. up. It's right. not it's not one person but a collective. It's uh retestable information. Well, and yeah, that's what Maggie said is that there is no one person or body who gets to say this is right and that's wrong. Right. They get to say this is what we've this is the evidence we've gotten from testing mm -hmm. this idea. You can prove us wrong and they're they're totally to do good science is to be totally open to that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I feel I could talk more intelligently about what science is. Even just more confidence, now. yeah, and not, which is not something you and I have in spades, right? So that's we good. were pretty all over the place in our intro. On I don't what know what we're talking about. <laughs> that's a blur to me. That yeah, part, yeah. I don't, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think we're we have a little more solid ground and good work to. Uh, we're in a good space to go forward with this. Absolutely, and I think one thing we should definitely do is say to people who do listen, if you have a topic. On science, if you have yeah, if you have a topic or if you know an expert, yeah, that would <laughs> if that you would, are an expert, yeah, um, we're in Minnesota. If they're in Minnesota, that'd be great. We could get with the we could get with them. Yeah, we could get uh, with but you. Yeah, we we have uh, technology methods that you know can go. It's it, what it goes through the air. Oh boy. How do you? I see a new episode. How does how does Skype work? Yeah, I, VoIP is a, a very optional in person. Is that? I'm not entirely clear still on how a phone works, mm -hmm. to be completely honest. <laughs> so getting into Skype, which is phone plus right. internet. I, uh, we, the internet will definitely be an episode. Yeah, ISPs or, or seven. Seven episodes. Seven episode yeah. arc uh, with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. It's a, a decentralized network of communication. Oh, boy. Don't you save it. All right, I'll, say, save, I'll save. I will not look it up. I'll save my stupidity. Uh, do you think you're going to do any science uh, informally in the next few weeks? Uh, you mean observation and testing? Yeah, or? do you think uh, you'll have an idea? Mm -hmm. You'll test it out in some way, see what happens, and then maybe try, try it again to see if it happens again? Um, or is that what you're doing all the time? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll pay more attention to that now. And become like hyper aware, self aware. Oh, oh boy, this is. I'm going to be even more socially awkward than I <laughs> already am. Like, can you hold up a second? I'm I'm really concentrating here on uh, if the bus comes when I'm tapping my right shoe ten times. I like the idea that you uh, meet somebody and then you go through it and everything, and then you stop and you're like, "Can I just do that again? I just want to see if I use the same <laughs> the words, same, if right. it goes the same way." Oh, but then you're getting into quantum physics there. You're observing and then affecting the results. That's true. You need it blind somehow. Right, yeah. Um, so we will, uh, well, these will be about monthly. Don't hold us to that. But, uh, no, please hold us to it. And then uh, express disappointment. Right. Uh, this is part of uh, uh, the noisepicnic.com. Just noise.com? Yeah. This is part of the Noise Picnic podcast network. So you can go and find the rest of our episodes. There are currently one. That's right. Unless you're listening to this in the future. But there's, but there's other shows on There's there. other shows there. Go there. Check them out. Uh, that's where you can find us. That's where you can find our iTunes links, find our Stitcher links, and any any posts or updates or uh, show notes. Yeah. Regret Labs is a Noise Picnic production. You can find me on Twitter at 
Eric, A-R-I-C, and you are That Levi. Yes, That Levi. T-H-A-T-L-E-V-I. Correct. All right. That's science. (laughs) That's what we should end every episode. And folks, that's that's science. science. I hate it already. Let's keep doing it. (laughs) Thanks, Levi. (laughs) Regret Labs is hosted by Eric McEwen and Levi Weinhagen. Music produced and performed by Dieter. Podcast art by Lem Pugh and Kirsten Kewen. Regret Labs is a Noise Picnic production. Please visit us at noisepicnic.com. Noise Picnic.